In today's episode, I'm going to be reviewing and summarizing the book Mindset by Carol S. Dweck. I hope I'm saying her name right. Uh, it was it was one that's been in my reading list for quite a while now. I kept seeing a bunch of people I follow recommend it, so I finally got on board and just checked it out, and it was really good. Um, it was super easy to read. It used a lot of stories to illustrate the main points, and overall, I felt that it was a practical thing that pretty much anybody can benefit from. So basically, the main idea of this book is that everybody has one of two mindsets. We either have a growth mindset or we have a fixed mindset. Now, in reality, everybody has a combination of both of these, but one is going to be much more dominant than the other. So essentially, the difference between these two mindsets is whether you believe in your ability to learn, change, and grow, or if you place more value on talent, innate ability, and aptitude. So when you look at those two mindsets right away, it's pretty obvious that one is going to be more productive than the other. If you believe that you have the ability to learn and grow, you're going to be off to a much better start than somebody who thinks that hard work isn't going to change anything. I don't really think that there's many people out there who believe that it's impossible to learn anything new, but there are a lot of people out there who seem to believe that people who are successful got their base primarily off of their talent. They see those successful people and they ascribe that status to something that they were born with. They think that they got there based off of some kind of innate ability. And the, this aspect of the book did not surprise me at all. What really did hit me, though, was when she explained why it is this way. And there's a couple parts to it, but I'll, I'll try to keep everything succinct and practical. Basically, when people have a fixed mindset, the underlying problem is that they associate their accomplishments with their self-worth. And I think that we all do this to some extent, but in the fixed mindset, it's especially pronounced. When your self-image is tied up in everything you do, what happens is you become afraid to try anything new or anything too challenging. If you have a fixed mindset, then when you try something new, you take it personally if you're not an instant success. She talks about kids in school who believe that each letter grade that they get is a reflection of their intelligence. And a lot of times these kids aren't praised for how much they work or how hard they work or for how many creative ways that they try to solve a problem. They're not given any accolades for persistence, only for their tangible accomplishments. What's more, when somebody does make those good grades, complete the project or, you know, make the team, whatever it is, usually the wording that we use to praise each other and our, our you know, kids is it's, it's kind of destructive somewhat. We say things like, you're so talented, you're such a natural, it comes so easily to you. And when people are praised for natural ability and for having an easy time of things, they become scared to leave their comfort zone. They worry that if they struggle with something, that means that they're not talented and so they won't get praised. They, they, won't, have, they won't have that special thing anymore. They've always been praised for their talent. Their talent is part of their identity and it feels safe to them. But talent doesn't have anything to do with struggle and working hard. So when somebody with a fixed mindset does begin to struggle, that can really shake them up, like down to the core of their identity. They think that since it's hard, that means that they're not special. They're not good. They take that either as a soul-crushing defeat and stop trying, or they spend the rest of their lives trying to hide from anything that can challenge that self-image. Now, the growth mindset is a complete opposite. People with a growth mindset base their sense of accomplishment more off of the journey that they go through. When they're challenged, they look at that as an opportunity. They get an ego boost every time that they solve a problem, and they persist through their struggles. Instead of feeling like they're dumb whenever they fail a test, they see it as an indication that they, they need to work harder or they need to do something else. Now, if you fail at something, especially if it's something that you care about, it is, it's difficult not to feel bad about it to some extent. It's normal to have an emotional response and to get a little bit discouraged or disappointed, but there's nothing wrong with that. 
But what defines a growth mindset and the person with a growth mindset is what they do with those emotions. The fixed mindset person will start to think that since they failed, maybe this is just isn't it for them. Other people are just better and they base their self-worth off of a sense of superiority. So it's best if they never try because then they don't feel inferior to anybody. And if you never tried, then at least when other people have more skill than you do, it's because you chose not to develop it. Instead of having to accept that some people are better than you, they have more aptitude, things come easier to them. But this doesn't come with the growth mindset. When you believe that personal growth and progress are more important than being better than anybody else, then you can really throw yourself into the practice without risking your identity. When you believe that your failure is nothing more than an indication that you need to work harder or smarter at something, it becomes exciting. That failure isn't a mark on your personality or your self-esteem. It's an opportunity to learn. It's showing you what you need to work on. It's a chance for you to get better because now you've uncovered your weaknesses. And it can be painful to own up to those weaknesses, but that's how you grow. For me, I never want to be the best at anything, personally. I don't. I want to surround myself with people that are so much better than me that it's intimidating. I do this because I know that as uncomfortable as it may be to feel insignificant, that's where I'm going to learn the fastest. I'm a big believer in trial by fire. When I decide on a martial arts school, I don't pick the one where there's a lot of people at the same skill level as me. I pick the one where I get a little bit scared every time I walk in. When I first got to the military, I thought I was in really good shape. You know, I just I had just left boot camp and, you know, I, I could do all this stuff and I had been through so much. But what I immediately discovered was that all of the senior guys in my unit could leave me in the dust, running backwards, literally, sometimes. And, I mean, look, the Marine Corps is brutal. It, it's a very severe environment to live in. There's no trying to help you develop a growth mindset and, you know, gently guiding everybody to meet standards. It's either you're going to keep up with us or we're going to try and make you either quit or kill yourself. And... <laughs> And uh, I mean, and that seems harsh and I mean, it is, but it very quickly weeds out anybody with a strong sense of entitlement. And I, I never completely agreed with the way that the military treats people. There's definitely a lot of ego involved in that, but I'm also very glad that I went through it. Um, and, and when I did, because it taught me a lot and it taught me that no matter how good you are, you never get to coast through life. You have to put the work in every single day. And in that situation, it may have been, you know, you may be the fastest person in that unit, but that doesn't mean that you get to stop pushing yourself because one day somebody's life might depend on you running as fast as possible. It could. And if you've been taking it easy and relying on your natural ability just to run fast and you're not putting in the effort that you could have, that person may die. They'll die and you'll always know that you could have done better. You're going to have to live with that. So to make it worse, there's a good chance that that person probably died saving you. So we celebrate victory, but we also learn from defeat. We don't settle on good enough. Never. We look at how we've improved and we take that to heart. The growth mindset allows us to feel good about ourselves even when we're not winning because we feel good about the process of growth. We free ourselves up to accept challenge and to try new things. We're able to address our shortcomings because we're not afraid of them. There was a lot of good information in this book, but my favorite part was at the end how she makes it really clear that we can choose what mindset we want to use. A lot of it might come from our childhood, but if we notice that we have fixed mindset tendencies, that doesn't mean that we get to throw our hands up in the air and blame our parents for everything. We can foster the growth mindset in ourselves and our kids and our coworkers, our family, our friends, and everybody that we care about just by shifting our focus from external accomplishments to the process of growth. Instead of praising ourselves or others for how easily we do things, 
We praise the work that goes on behind the scenes. Get excited about the baby steps that you took in the right direction. Celebrate taking on challenges that stretch you past your limits, even if you fall flat on your face and you finish dead last. Pat yourself on the back for having the courage to try something new, even if you look like a complete idiot doing it. It's fine. You're probably not going to get a lot of outside support on this. You know, people are wired to praise accomplishments and they're wired to praise talents. And we're unlikely to compliment each other for persisting through the struggle. Because of this, you have to learn how to do it on your own. You have to make your identity one of the learner, the, the, the students. Um, you have to adopt that growth mindset on your own. And that all comes down to what you choose to focus on and the conversations that you have with yourself. You know, everybody wants to be a prodigy, but nobody wants to be the person who forgets to sleep and eat because they're so dedicated to perfecting their skills. Easy wins might be a nice little ego boost and that they are valuable when they come in here and there, but they don't teach you anything. The point of this book is how destructive a fixed mindset is and how training yourself to notice those tendencies and to shift your focus and thought patterns to an identity that values growth allows you to completely change your life. So just to wrap up, Mindset by Carol Dweck. It's a fantastic book and I would definitely recommend it to anybody looking to give themselves an upgrade. Um, I read it at a good time because I'm also trying um, some new things that I'm not good at yet. So it's a good reminder to focus on just getting a little bit better each day instead of feeling bad that I'm not instantly great at it. Speaking of things that I suck at that I'm trying to get better at, I'm now on TikTok if you guys are interested. I'm trying to learn how to use that app. It's kind of ridiculous and I feel kind of stupid doing it, but it's also kind of fun. And I've been reaching new people that I don't think I had before as an audience. So if you're interested, check it out. I think it's Jack Gray um, underscore Psy Hacks. I don't think I have room for psychology hacks. But that's me, and that's what I'm working on right now. Anyway, guys, good luck with all this. Reach out to me if you have any questions or anything I can help you with. Thank you for listening. Good luck.